Hi, this is Monica. And hey, hey, this is Melody. And And welcome to the Invisible Women Podcast. Hello, IW listeners. Happy Motivational Monday. I hope you all had an amazing weekend, relaxing, fun-filled, whatever it is that you do. So Monica and I have a topic that we wanted to share with you all today. We were getting ready to get into our, you know, sister girl chat and it was like, ah, let's save it. Let's do a podcast. Today we are going to be talking about why you don't marry a job, only date it. Stay tuned. Welcome back listeners. Happy Motivational Monday. So today we're getting right into it. We are talking to all of our boss chicks, all of our working women out there getting their money. (laughs) So yes, as a wise woman once told Melody, you don't marry a job, you only date a job. So, so wow, let's get into it. How do you feel about that? Because when when you shared that with me, it, it kind of triggered something to say that, you know, you're absolutely right because jobs don't marry you like they used to when our parents and grandparents were working. You know, they were considered lifers mm-hmm. on the job. They, they retired from these jobs. And now yeah, a lot of companies, you'd be happy if you can get what a good maybe five years Mm -hmm. maybe so you know just to give a little bit of context just briefly about (laughs) when when i've heard the whole you know don't marry a job dated so it was just in a conversation of a colleague that had been on the job i don't know less than five years and got a better job offer as we know right now the job market um is definitely a candidate's market right and so we hear about the great resignation. We hear that people are simply walking away from good jobs, quote, white, right. that we may have. And then considered. you get into it, you figure what is considered a good job nowadays, right? right? Well, like what, what, and, and just really quickly, what is considered a good job? Because all permanent jobs are going to offer you benefits, right? Most jobs are going to offer some sort of incentive or perk. Mm-hmm. So what nowadays in from you what do you consider to be a good job? Well, so like you said, just back, I don't even, I'm about to say back in the day, but <laughs> I will say pre-pandemic, right? A good job usually we went by, I would probably say the reputation of a company, right? Okay. So okay. a lot reputation. of times when we're attached to the name brand of a, a organization mm. or um maybe the influence that the organization had within the community right okay. and then we just feel like if we can attach ourselves to that oh we got a good job right. and a lot of times you know there's so much inside stuff that go on that once you get in there it's like oh only if you know it's not exactly. as good as you thought um but i think now you know post pandemic a good job for me and for many people that i've talked to flexible flexibility <laughs> You know, if you've come, if you've worked, had the opportunity over the pandemic to work from home and have a flexible schedule, have a hybrid schedule, you ain't got used to that, right? So now you're hearing that even companies that I think want to say, I hope I'm quoting this right, Google at one point said that all of their employees could work from home 
forever. Well, I know recently Airbnb made that statement and well, that's what I'm going to. They called it, they pulled it back. So it's like now you got people that felt like, okay, you know, especially when you're talking about living in the Bay Area, one of the most expensive uh, regions to live in. And then you think about if I'm making X amount of money, which could be good money, but if I can go to a, a region that's a lower cost of living and continue making this money when you were offered that opportunity right to be able to work from home forever that seemed like a deal you felt like i was you winning yeah and so now to tell people that either one or two things you need to come back into the office or i even heard of some um jobs that are making people take a pay cut if they if they've moved in regions Mm. that were in a lower cost of living so it's like okay that's a little bit misleading right so that's like you know you should have put that in the um uh, we would we get uh, before you get married your prenup, right? You should have told me about that. Like I kind well, <laughs> I think when we talk about the whole working from home benefit, I'm speaking specifically to my black women. It's definitely been a win for us, right? Because as we know, mm-hmm. being in the workspace, we deal with all the isms, the racism, the sexism, the ageism as well, right? So when you don't have to go into the office and deal with all these little and big microaggressions, mm-hmm. micro and macroaggressions, exactly. <laughs> you you feel a lot better to do your job because yeah. it's like it's not breathing on your neck, right. and you don't well, feel, you don't have to face it, right? You know, it's I, like I mean, I but just... you still get it, like you still can get oh, that stuff through sure. Slack, like yeah, you, you know, people are cre- exactly <laughs> people get creative with how they want to come at you. Um, and you can kind of read in between the lines, but for the most part for black women, it's definitely been a win because a, we don't have to be one of the only black people in the company. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause at this point, if I'm home, I may or may not have a picture on my, um, on my email, or I may or may not have a picture on my Slack. So you don't, at this point, you don't know who you're dealing with. So come sure. correct. True. Um, you know, so, so that's been one of the great things, um, for, uh, black women in terms of this whole working from home. If you were fortunate enough to work from home, right. and we appreciate all of our essential workers because and um, frontline workers, right? Because as, you, as you're saying sure. that, I'm even thinking about you know people that work in the medical field, right? Mm. Um, you were not able to work work from home, and if right. anything, you were probably working even harder during this pandemic. I mean, mm-hmm. you could see a lot of people that, you know, had to work, you know, in the medical field are actually experiencing burnout at higher rates. Yeah. And really kind of looking at shifting into new careers. Like I'm sure at one point in the beginning the money was great because it was like, man, you probably could do as much OT as possible because they needed you. But you know, at the end of the day that becomes taxing, right? And right. so now that you know, the world is opening back up. You want to spend time with your family. You know what I'm saying? You want to be able to do some things that, you know, now that we have um, the luxury of experiencing again, um, right, right. now that we're trying to move forward. Um, right. Yeah. Things. And all, and all that is good stuff. And so as we were sitting here and we are, you know, finishing up our book and we're writing chapters yeah, and yeah. it was like, we were kind of talking about it and, you know, we figured, Hey, this will be a good podcast. And so, as we're wrapping up writing our book and completing the chapters, which we are extremely excited about. Yes, we are coming um, soon. Coming very, very soon. We we said, hey, you know, you don't ever marry a job. You mm-hmm. only date a job. So now we're going to get into the meat of this whole podcast. Stay tuned. <laughs>
So one of the top things here we're going to talk about, well, why I feel why you don't marry a job, you only date it. Because for any of you guys that have ever listened to the vows, right? <laughs> when you're getting ready to finalize those uh, nuptials. nuptials, to death do us part. <laughs> well, I'll go for I didn't know look. where you were and going I'm with that. Right you, and I should know, right? For better, yeah, I've only been engaged. You're the one that had the long lasting marriage. For worse, <laughs> to death do us part. Uh, uh, uh. How, how, no, no, no. So here's the thing. I think at one point, right, we definitely felt that way about a job, for better or for worse, because. I will raise my hand and say that I have been guilty early in my career and in, mm -hmm. in my younger days when of I didn't course. know no better. Of course. That it was like for better or for worse, you know, when you got that bad boss, when you got, mm. you know, people that didn't really um let's was... just call it what it is. When you had that <laughs> racist boss or the racist and sexist boss. Because mm. I've had both. Yeah. Well, however you want to call it, just somebody that how about you just sometimes people are just negative nancy's and negative neds and it don't even always have to be based around honestly racism it's just people bring sometimes bad energy to yeah. the workplace because you know like we talked about before the workplace you spend a lot of your time there more time than you do in your own home absolutely so whatever is going on in your life does trickle over into your work life and sometimes we take it out on the people so if you have subordinates you feel like you can lash out and you know pour that bad energy off on them and so when you say for better or for worse some you have to know and be very clear when an environment is toxic and you need to exit left mm -hmm. stage right but when you say knowing that an environment is toxic to your point that's why you don't marry period because you really don't know what you're walking into of course the interview process is great they want to obtain you they want to bring you on they want to hire you so they're going to make it sound as good as it gets so you don't ever look <laughs> at another company so to say that you know toxic environment you won't know until you're there and what i found and, and really when we speak about this we've done case studies honestly truly we've done case studies for a really long time and what better way to figure out um the statistics on something uh rather it be by the data the surveys or simply a case study so anyhow that's our support that we have so i would say you are going to figure out the culture and a lot of times you can ask nowadays especially in this area with the bay area you can simply ask that question what is the culture like even asking the question what is your diversity like put hr on the spot oh, that's right. i that's have done say. that i have suggested for other people to do that and mm -hmm. the feedback that i have gotten personally is that hr sort of freezes up because when they know that you're a black woman asking about diversity they know what you're talking about see mm -hmm. in some people's books diversity can mean an asian woman it can mean a woman in general it could be a latina woman so diversity in our head when we say diversity we want to know how many black folk you got up in here but that is not always the description of diversity in the minds of our hr leaders so when you ask what is the diversity like if you even see them remotely start to feel uncomfortable or or their um, facial expression changes when you ask that nine times out of ten there's not many black people there yeah. 
at all. But you know how you can hold people accountable to that? That's why before you um, interview for a job, it's important that you should read, um, go onto their website mission and read statements their, are about, and their mission yeah. statement. And I want to say in these days and times, not so 10, maybe 20 years ago, not so much, did people really tout about diversity real heavy. Right. But now everybody want to say, oh, we welcome a diverse, da, da, da. okay. Well, if you say that, guess what? I'm going to jot that down. And then when you say, do you have any questions to ask That's me? Your questions. So I was reading your, let you know, I did my research. Mm-hmm. I did my homework, right? Mm-hmm. And asked them that. And then so now I'm flipping it and put it back on you to say, now, what you nicely put on your website, is that really what you guys are displaying? Is sure. this a true? Sure. And even circling back to do not marry a job, date a job. See, why would you marry a job? You don't even know much about this person. So I want to say, um, Why, similar don't to even Dayton, much... just flirt, flirt, and, and, and continue to be pursued. Hello, <laughs> hello. Why would I marry you? And I don't know much about you. Now, yes, I'm coming on to be an employee, but I'm still dating you. I'm still watching you. That's right. I'm still making sure your actions are everything and measuring up to everything you told me that your company was committed to. Mm-hmm. Everything that you said you were committed to me, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Because when you're dating, most of the times you hold up your um deal of the bargain right you're like oh this is what i do this is what i like you know what do you like you know it's that it's that back and forth sort of conversation so when we say to date a job it's just plain and simple date watch see yeah you're gonna give your best of course you should you should but make sure that they're giving you their best as well that's right yeah hold people accountable it's like yeah because i'm gonna know after a while if you catfishing me <laughs> and these companies are catfishing fools I, come on you better already know it and so it's funny because i've been I, i've been at yes. jobs where i've seen people then sometimes people at very high levels bounce on a job within four to six months it's like yeah. what like yeah. you wouldn't have seen that 20 30 years right. ago it's right. like once you got to a level you just retired out from that company right. but again and so when you see your leaders yeah and like i said that's where i who put me up on game a person that was a vp at a reputable company was like no you you just do not Mm-mm. and it's because of those reasons and mm-hmm. so you have your strategy set right not to say and we'll get that, into that and once again not to say that you're not going to be committed you're not going to give your best but i think it's even the same way like even when you're in the phases of dating you are giving your best you are hopefully showing up and being committed but it's like if things don't align and right. I figure out that we're not equally yoked, then I need to know when I it's I'm gonna nicely tell you, like in a resignation, <laughs> um, I found better opportunity Hello. or I discovered this is not the right culture for me this does not align with my moral value it doesn't align with what my next career step is going to be yes deuces yes give me all of my perks and i gotta go i have got to go (laughs) but to your point to your point when you talk about dating see you always when you're dating you're always gonna keep that eye open for other suitors so what i want to say in terms of your job never always have your linkedin up always be open and available for other opportunities not to say you'll quit the next day or in 30 days if that's not your style that's not your style but be open because people are always reaching out on linkedin hey we have an opportunity what if you signed on let's just let's just play it out let's just role play say you (laughs) signed on for a role you make it 110 you're like okay this is cool they work i'm working from home blah 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 
Now you get hit in 60 days by a recruiter at another great company. And they're telling you, hey, we can offer you this. How about we can give you a sign-on bonus? If anybody out there has ever received a sign-on bonus, mm -hmm. that is like the best feeling ever because you, you get that really check up front. Right. You get that check well, up front. Well, not up front. Most of the time it's like a 30 the, to 60 day. No, I've gotten that. I've, oh. I've negotiated to get that. Yes, in my two weeks, with my two like, payroll, I think it yes. was a thirty or sixty day. I guess they wanted to make sure that I was committed to stay at least that long. No, they wanted me, and I wanted <laughs> okay. that money. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you know, different companies, but again, sometimes startups versus public companies, um, you know, move differently. So correct, correct, um, correct. Yeah, this is startup I'm talking about, okay. but. But yeah, be open. Uh, be open. You're not married. You're not married to this job. Yeah, you are dating. And so, and so now, like when we we talk about this, because like I said, we're filling, figuring up. Excuse me, finishing. I can't speak. <laughs> we are finishing up chapters in our book, and you know, when we talked about this, don't marry your job. You date your job. It's highly important that you keep this in the back of your mind at all times because another thing that it does too i want to hold you ladies accountable mm -hmm. it keeps you in your toe so you don't get comfortable right. always update that resume if you're not updating your resume on a monthly basis you better make sure you have a quarterly calendar invite update monica simmons resume Period. I don't think monthly, but here's a quarterly thing. at this least. You, because you should be. I'm sorry, I'm getting fired up. I'm getting. <laughs> this is what you should. But here's a thing that you should be. You should be also keeping note and tally of special skills that you're acquiring projects, while on the job, projects sure. that you're doing. Because like your your title, more than likely every month is not changing, right? right. But maybe you know, like you said, you got on a, a very. Um, a project that gave you some visibility yeah. you learned a new you know skill say excel or just a new program a new software and you became a, a SME um, a subject matter expert at it that's something I know I'm gonna put on my resume because for now sure. that's gonna help make you marketable when either you want to apply for maybe a new role within the company that you're at or if you need to move to another organization and sometimes we forget because I was bad at doing that early in my career I'm like oh wait a minute when I looked I did this I did that. I'm like wait I am kind of valuable but I wasn't keeping track, but then I learned. So I keep a, you know, um, a, a word doc up or whatever, you know, Google doc up to kind of tally things that I'm doing. Like you said, mm -hmm. quarterly to say, let me quarterly. take an assessment. Let me take an assessment and see what do I need to add here? Did I miss something? You know, so that keeps you accountable when it is time to update your resume, then you kind of, you got everything there. Right. Yeah. But this is also going to help you at year end when it's time to do your performance oh, yeah. review, Absolutely. because now you're not at the end of the year, you're brain fogged up because you've been overworked mm -hmm. nope i am pulling out my google doc because right. i updated down. it in january i updated it in march i updated it in may like i'm really doing my quarterly thing with my updates and this is also holding us accountable to ladies to see that if we are not having updates something is not right there yeah. because on every job just like when you're dating you should be learning i, I don't think i like somebody that eats with their mouth open or choose with their <laughs> or choose with their mouth open i'm not feeling that so i'm noting this no no no. i'm noting. or hey i don't like someone that doesn't um do anything outside of work they haven't they don't do social they don't have an active social life they expect for me to be there everything <laughs> oh, and no. give them everything 
I can't do it, buddy. I'm moving and shaking. So I'm moving and shaking. I am in the wind. Like so, so to our point, you don't marry a job, you date a job, but it also helps to keep you on your toes. And again, going back to those um, updating your resume and your skill sets, if you see that, let's just say in a six month span, you don't have anything new to add to your resume and you know you're concerned about it because let's let's just be clear now there's some people that are entrepreneurs they're on the job and they just feel like okay i'm on this job right now to pay for what i need to pay for so i can continue to kick my business off that might be something a little bit different because you might just know what you know at this point you might be establishing your career and you might just know how to do that you're an expert now you're an expert at that and so you're not necessarily looking every six months to update something new 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 but maybe for a person that's maybe a little lighter in their career maybe one to five or one to ten years of experience i would suggest and recommend that if you don't see those updates um either one or two things you might need to again look at another role within the company or another position because that tells me that you're not being challenged and you know but i think that goes back to we should always be uh life learners so i Correct. think there's always an opportunity even um for the people that are experts in their field there's always an opportunity to learn something i know even for myself time, trust me you're right. i'm learning about you yeah. know because especially you know when you go from product to project or role to role mm -hmm. organization or people use different things that's um, true their processes are different Good and point. so you want to keep your your uh brain wide enough to be open because yeah. sometimes we could shut up like nah this is what i used to do this is how yeah. i'm always going to do it well you can never innovate if you're not open for that's learning true. new ways that's right Sure. so that that that's very important but usually and and i'm gonna kind of backtrack a little bit on what i said but usually if you're an expert in something you are continuously learning because yes. we know that things are always changing, changing especially when you talk about Absolutely. technology Absolutely. and software so even if you are an expert you are still yes unless learning. you're gonna get put out the game because oh, you always yeah. got you know we got our our, our people um, coming out of college and you know uh, people behind that's getting into their career and so um you know they they know they're up with the technology because they're teaching yeah. that in their schools and their programs or wherever they're coming from and so there's always an opportunity to learn right right um another thing that really came to mind when we talked about just commitment and loyalty and why we should never let a job make us feel shame or like we are doing something wrong when we are uh when we recognize that maybe it's no longer a good fit for us and, yeah. I, and i say that because you know historically as black women we are very committed we're very loyal we're loyal, we're loyal to, to our family we're mm -hmm. loyal to our community we're loyal to our partners we're that's just you know it's in our dna we've always been told we're the backbone of exactly. everything exactly yeah. and so you know i'll be honest with you i didn't really see people move like that in their careers women like myself i'm mainly seeing white women and other women move like that correct and so actually that was a a, a white woman who actually told me that you know mm -hmm. never marry a job only date it and so not to say that we're looking for others to give us the okay but as we continue to build allies too 
we do need to stay open to some pointers so we can stay up on our game to say, hey, maybe some of the ways that we used to move or, or what we're used to, you know, within our um, historically, in order for us to kind of continue to reach those next level, we also need to be open for shifting and and do what's best for us. Right. We don't and that's owe, what we don't owe nobody. Nothing. And that's what we're saying. <laughs> we that don't owe anybody anything. We don't. We absolutely don't. The only things you must do is do what? Stay, Stay black, black and, and die. <laughs> <laughs> but with you saying that, it's really even with I'm very excited for our book that's soon coming uh -huh. because it's almost like a revamp guide right. to the working woman. Right. Because it's not gonna be like when your mom, like our mom worked at Hewlett Packard for many years. And uh -huh. at that time, Hewlett Packard was one of the first um, tech companies and that was the real Silicon Valley. Right. Like when you thought of Silicon Valley, that is what you thought, the HPs and you know the apples that came along. But um, it's really just kind of restructuring this manual that was handed to us and we thought that we had to stick to it Definitely. you know the same way we thought that you got to come in the office with your hair perfect or you have to wear a wig or you have to wear your something mm -hmm. you know all that has changed now now it's like i'm coming in with my dreads i'm coming in with my curly hair i'm coming in with our braids so that's kind of like the same thing with this whole do not marry a job date a job because a lot of times you really won't even find yourself to get to the pay grade that you really deserve mm -hmm. unless something. you bounce out now if you're married to somebody now you feel stuck you got to go through all this paperwork but if i'm just dating you i mean it's cool i like my co-workers it was nice working with you right. but i've got to go now right. and i've got to move on to the next thing and here's the thing and never be afraid because remember we're always evolving and we're always changing mm -hmm. and so you know just quick little personal story about myself you know we all we we can't be afraid to let people know our worth and our value because mm. that changes over time it does and so you know was well, recently thing, working but key thing with inflation to your point Absolutely. like current day so i'm saying so we can't be afraid because sometimes i think we toggle with like almost like should we raise our price should we raise our value Absolutely. if you know the quality of the service that you're giving the quality of the product that you're giving is is a value right and of demand it really is okay to say well with that being said because that happens in economy supply and all day long mm -hmm. and you have to move like that in order for you to move to success and so you can be able to get them chips you, you do have to know when it's time to um go to the next level and you know even for myself like i consult and once my consulting agreement is over if i'm working with a client that wants to continue with my services once again but keeping notes of some of the things that i've worked on some of the skills yeah. that i've acquired some of the things i've brought you know uh many of my wins then it's like well i may have you know it's business not personal i may like you but now it may be time to say my new price is and i'm not afraid to do that right. i used to be afraid to do that at one point in my career because it's like oh, i don't want to mess up a good thing yeah. i'm committed you know i like this company i like this client but no you can't be afraid and so when you get to that point and you get confident enough to know what you're bringing to the table it really is okay and if not go on to the next company go on to the next client or whatever go to the next customer okay if this is not for use it is for somebody and you yes. have to know that too. Agree. You really have to know Agree. that. And I think as black women, we have to continue to move up that not saying cocky because we talked about, I said confident. 
So you have to move with confidence, not cocky, because, you know, we want to stay humble and be grateful for our blessings. But at the same time, we also can't um, fall weak to let people know where we stand and what we bring to the table. Correct. Correct. Agree. And that's a great story and a great um, tip to share with our listeners, because as inflation happens, they continue to say that we're headed into a recession. You cannot afford to make, let's just throw a number. You cannot afford to make $5 what you made two years ago. And now you can't even buy a piece of meat for $5. You need to be trying to make 15, 20, 30, you know, and I'm just throwing numbers out there, but you guys get the just of what I'm saying is you got to go along with the times. And especially if you're in the Bay area, I was, uh, someone shared a TikTok with me and I guess a young lady was on there and saying how, she makes $110,000 and that's still not enough money. And a lot of people were giving her flack and was like, what? She should be happy. And it's like, actually not. If you do the math, $110,000 is for the Bay Area. After you're taxed, after you've got your insurance deducted, I mean, after you've got all these deductibles. You don't have a family. was maybe a single Single woman. woman, A single woman. And and I'm not sure if she had a mortgage. She might have just been living in the best apartment going for her um what she could afford but you know that goes to say again dating and not marrying a job because if if this job that you're at if they're not willing to um when you go in that office and this is another um great chapter that we have we are so excited about the book when it comes you make sure that you purchase it is knowing how to go up and ask for that raise because that is key Mm -hmm. and again goes back to dating if you can't give me what i want these are my deal breakers i have got to go deuces what they call it it's called your non-negotiables there you go your non-negotiables and sometimes as black women we waver on that sometimes you started off with all these non-negotiables but you're like oh but he's so cute he's so funny you know uh, he's available and all the but it's like wait a minute but go back to your non-negotiables because Mm -hmm. if not these are things that are going to um possibly hinder you in the future right if you don't really um address that now yeah right and that and that goes back to just to bring it into context bringing it on on a work level because we're talking about dating and not marrying a job is sharing your goals that's the same way as your non-negotiable so when you go on a job i know a lot of times when i was younger in my career you know you would just blurt out everything you want oh i want to be a manager oh i want to learn this i want to do this and do that right but be careful because even though you're dealing with a manager just be clear there's still people and depending on how good you are and it took me a long time to figure this out about myself i was a lot of people's competition that's right <laughs> i didn't know it i did not know it but that's what i'm referring to mm-hmm. i was a lot of my boss's competition because you know in a tech company you know it's not we're not that far off right. you know you don't have a lot of 70 year old managers you right. know you're working with people that's yeah, a couple of years older the or they the might be younger than you right you see what i'm saying so i didn't realize that until years later i had to step back and i'm like oh no wonder why we kept bumping heads because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. things that i was expressing and sharing my goals and sharing the things that i want martin you know markers that i wanted to me mm-hmm. you know it was like when they heard it it was like okay good i see you but realizing you're not putting me on projects mm-hmm. realizing you you don't want me in that room with that certain person and and so uh, when you're talking about dating, you know, you're only going to give doses, right? Because when you're dating, you don't upfront say, oh, I want to be married. Oh, I want to have kids. Oh, I want to live here. You know, let the man, in this case, if you date men or uh, if you date women, whatever is your preference, right. 
let them figure it out and you just watch them don't upfront give them all the mm -hmm. the pointers yeah don't give them the blue and that's the same way with a job you don't tell a job right away i mean we've made these mistakes so that's what we say <laughs> when we say we do case studies this is real life oh, stuff man. right here you locally know you do better baby <laughs> this is real life locally and so i love it because when we've even just talked to some younger girls in the workforce a lot of the things that we dealt with are some of the things that we say the hr has said to us they right off the bat they're like oh no i wouldn't have taken it and it's like great you know we're, we're making strides because this newer generation they are not putting up with it because it's so much opportunity that's right and that's i right. like that i like that i appreciate that but we still the have to pool is wider <laughs> it's wider right 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 you don't just have that one good guy <laughs> um and so you know when it comes down to sharing your goals you can share a little bit but also be very strategic with mm -hmm. it give a little pinch you know maybe if you know that you for your younger if you know and i'll just speak to myself you know in my younger days probably when i got on job when to share my goals i probably wouldn't have right away even though i got into management it, it was hard and it took me a while mm -hmm. i don't think right away i would have shared oh i want to be a manager i think i would have gave now if i could look back and talk to my younger self in my career in the beginning i would have probably said oh i want to take on more projects that's enough or here's a nice That's way to enough. say it here's a nice way to say it. you can say i want to take on a leadership role leadership don't also you can be a leader and, and be an individual con contributor correct so correct. leadership don't technically mean that i'm a people manager because for me you know i like to empower anybody that works to be a leader mm -hmm. manage the process manage yourself as well you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying you don't gotta have um people reporting to you because everybody want to be the boss and you know at the end of no. the day that's sometimes a big old headache and i want to <laughs> tell you too don't ever think this is a misconception just because you're a manager you're going to make the top dollars that is Ooh, not no, true no when i that is not I, i've seen true. the comparison sometime and i'm just like oh wow I, I, you make that like there's people that <laughs> got other titles that make more than you and people get upset and like and it's funny even like you said you know don't tell your boss and, and and here's the thing it just depends i mean every boss employee relationship is different you know sometimes we build um better um relationships with certain boss i would say that even for myself and so you know when you've built a relationship with a certain boss that maybe you trust more maybe that you feel you can be a little bit more vulnerable with and maybe somebody who has your best interests because i mean i wouldn't say i've had a lot but i've ran into and kind of more in later latter part of my career and probably because there was no competition there mm. where they felt like you know what i'm saying i could um really sponsor you right mm -hmm. um but i wouldn't say for the good amount of my career i ever had that and sometimes i have made the mistake of telling them your whole career plan exactly. and little do you know at the end of the day if you got too good of a career plan you might be giving them the blueprint to get theirs together because remember the same way like they're building out their career plan uh, like you are they're also too they got to do absolutely. that with their boss absolutely and so you know if you're real good at it it's like oh thank you let me see what you got here okay let me let me read yes. And, and <laughs> I do that for myself. And good. so I think I've given away a lot of good pointers to some bosses that were um probably just fell into some roles. And I was pretty of strategic course. about what I was trying to do. And it was just like, oh, copy paste. Correct. <laughs> I'm like, oh girl, you done gave out the sauce. And you could have been charging right. for your consultant. It ain't gonna be the same, baby. Totally, totally. <laughs> it will not taste the same. 
But as we get ready to wrap this up, for all of our working women out there, we want you to know that you want to date a job and not marry a job. It is not a negative thing. We're all about empowering, motivating, innovating, and just uplifting. And so when you think about dating a job, think about it as fun and flirty. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to be with someone for six six months to say that you're dating. No, you might be somewhere for a couple of years, but still keep that optimistic mind that if there's other opportunities that's better, okay, I like the company, it's been great here, but I gotta go. Know when you're kind of topping out of a role, meaning that when you're not being challenged anymore, when you're not being put on assignments, how about furthermore when you're not being heard? Because again, when you're dealing with a manager, a manager is just that. You have to manage your own career. Never look for someone to manage your career. You have to manage your own career because keep in mind, a manager is just a person. So every time they get in a room, they may or may not talk positively about you. And that's, it, quite frankly, don't even speak on you at all. Hello. <laughs> Hello, and then they have a <laughs> look, and then they have a CEO thinking that you just sitting there not doing a DAM thing. Oh, how about taking your work and saying they did it? Has that ever happened to you? Absolutely. Okay, so you better um, do your um, watermark. Oh, I always <laughs> do my watermark. But but see, also too, really quickly, this is a whole nother podcast. What I started doing now. CC who you need to CC. Mm. Stop all the direct emailing and definitely stop all the slacking mm. because it's an easy way for someone to steal your word. And if somebody, and if if you start to get that gut feeling with something with don't it. feel right, with it. it probably don't because I know that's happened to me and I know we're getting ready to wrap, but you know, I was kind of spilling out my guts to a boss that I thought had my best interest at heart interest at heart she's like oh i'm speaking on you because i was ready to move to the next level and she's like i'm speaking on you in front of the executives when something comes up i'll let you know and i kept hearing this story for about a year after i've wow. been catfished i'm getting <laughs> off i'm getting on okay you're not going to continue to hold up my career and i Absolutely. realized that this woman was um intimidated by me correct and even though i wasn't even i would probably say that i wasn't even my most confident self mm -hmm. on the road because i felt like i was in middle in my mid-career stage oh, my there we go mid-career stage okay. so and ready to um level up you know i need to get more money and um so you know i just realized that that just wasn't the place that i needed to be and it was time to exit but I want to wrap with this and say, when we say also about don't marry a job, only date. A job to me is also to a role. So some people do stay at an organization, but I think you should have a strategic plan of when you know it's time to move into a new role or level. So a lot of, that can be moving to another department that could be moving to a whole nother area. And so you're still winning, even if you have that type of a succession plan for yourself, mm -hmm. it does not mean you need to pick up and leave. So I just want to be clear because we've like, well, what are you saying? Like jump around? Doesn't that feel like unstable? Mm -hmm. No, it just means that you need to know um, every so often when it's time for me either to move into a new role, take on more responsibility, or sometimes, like we said, that may mean leaving the company because sometimes to get more money or to get that next role that we want may require us to leave. And so don't be so committed to the company or to your boss or to your coworkers that you feel like you can't put self first. Because at the end of the day, it's your life, it's your career, and you need to move just like that. Right, right. 
And so again, today, I want to leave you with a quote and just, you know, flirt with it. You know, like you said, you can stay at an organization, but always make sure that you're growing because now we're in a day and a time to where you're not going to be able to get away with being in the same role at the same company for 20 or 30 years. Mm -hmm. It's just will not happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> the same way with cash, pretty soon cash physical cash will be phased out as you can see now. Um, and that's the same thing with roles. But here's a quote that I like. Uh, the more you seek the uncomfortable, the more you will become comfortable. And that's by Conor McGregor. So the more you seek the uncomfortable, the more you will become comfortable. Um, and, and I can really dig that because the more that you challenge yourself and you get out there and you try something new, it's very satisfying. You feel um a sense of satisfaction accomplished, right accomplished. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm, we that... always want to you know challenge our mind body and spirit right um because yeah when we get too comfortable it's like the same it's boring S success never comes out of being comfortable right right because you're learning new things you're moving in new areas you're meeting new people you're tackling challenges because you haven't quite fully learned it right you're in the stage of trying to learn something and that can be a little bit nerve-wracking because like oh, i don't feel like i'm good at it yet i don't feel like i'm i don't know it like the back of my hand like right. i did at one point but that's always fun though that's the fun thing about um going into the unknown right yeah definitely and i was just even thinking about like serotonin levels mm. um dopamine getting those dopamines going i mean it's it's big. I mean, you know, your brain has to constantly fill the endorphins. It, it has to fill that excitement. And you don't get that by staying on a roll for 10, 20, 30 years. I'm sorry, you just don't. And when you think about even some of our parents and our grandparents, a lot of times they were not that happy. If they were on a roll and they this is what they did, a lot of times they weren't that happy until they retired. All of a sudden they turn into this new person. It's like, oh, I've retired from my job. I'm traveling. So they moved into a new <laughs> level now, right? And yeah. so you're learning something new. Like you said, once you kind of figure it out, it's not fun anymore. And that's the thing about life. Right. We, we always want to be challenged. Right. Because here's like the textbook version, like serotonin. Serotonin is a chemical that carries messages mm -hmm. between nerve cells in the brain and throughout your body. Serotonin plays a key role in such body functions like your mood, sleep, digestion, wound healing, bone health, blood cocking, and most importantly, your sexual desire. <laughs> so, you know, you might want to think about not marrying your job, but dating your job because you don't want to get to this place in life where you don't feel attractive or, you know, you don't even want that anymore. Um, just that's based why, on your but that's why you know those beginning stages of dating is always real fun. That's when you're of at course. your most high. Of course. But you know, key that they say you should always continue to even date in your marriage. I believe that one hundred because you always want to kind of you know get into the unknown. Like once it gets like okay, programmed routine, should I say, uncomfortable, it's not fun anymore. Right. So challenging um, your partner. Right. In the same way at work, being challenged at work. Right. I, I mean, I've had those roadblocks before in my career where it's like, okay, I know this job like the back of my hand. I don't really think there's nothing else for me to do. So then that's, that's a um, determiner mm -hmm. to either seek another role or go ahead and seek another opportunity at a different company. So um, we hope that this was uh, meat and food for your soul on this Motivational Monday. 
And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, check out our documentary, Invisible Women, Being a Black Woman in Corporate America. You can purchase that on hnttproductions.com. Have a great week. Thank you.